Welcome back to Watch the Film with us. Surprise bonus episode. Surprise. Yeah, we never release episodes on Fridays. But we just couldn't hold it in. We just couldn't wait to tell you all about Dune. I think just to lay it out there, our experiences were different because you've read the book. You read the book. You made sure that you read the book before watching the film. And I have not read the book. I didn't watch it in an industry screening. You've watched it now a month ago. I watched it literally four days ago. And so it's still really, really fresh for me. And you've probably had more time to sit and really like understand how you feel about it. So how about how about you go first? <laughs> what did you think about the film? I thought it was a great adaptation, just like off the bat. Although I'm... I know there's huge Dune fans out there, people who like it's their favorite series and they've read it over and over. And so I don't have that kind of familiarity with the world. So I am interested to hear what those people think. But from my perspective, it was a great adaptation, just in all senses, visually, in terms of like the emotions that it evoked, things actually, they look the way that they did in my imagination if oh. that makes sense. And that doesn't always happen yeah. with adaptations. And, you know, maybe part of that was because I had seen, I didn't see all of the trailers, but I watched like the first trailer that came out. So I kind of had an idea of what the world was going to look like. Some movies where when I see them, I know that I'm going to have to see it again. Like I'm just going to have to watch it in order to like get more out of it and, you know, see more things the second time that I did the first time. And this is definitely one of those movies so I am really excited to watch it again in theaters and that's always a good sign you know if you're willing to go and like spend more money on something and you know sit through especially because it's like a three-hour movie almost so the fact that I am willing to do that I think speaks very highly of my experience of it yeah I think that's really cool to hear that it was exactly not exactly obviously but it was very similar to what you imagined while reading the book because that never happens. That that literally never happens. I wonder how many other people who have read Dune would think the same way as you. And yeah. I'm really interested to hear about that once the film's released because I don't think a lot of people who have watched it currently up to this point have actually read the book as maybe as thoroughly as Denis Villeneuve has or um, or just at all. Yeah, and my partner is a really big fan of Dune, and so I'm so interested to hear what he thinks of it as an adaptation and if it lived up to the hype, if it was, you know, as good as he is hoping. That, I feel like, will be the mark of whether or not the film succeeded or not, when it is, like, the real fans when they give it the seal of approval. Because when there's adaptations like this, that's who matters. It's not the people who are just finding out about a series for the first time. It's the people who've been there for years. They've read the source material. Those are the people that these movies are created for. Yeah, and for me, I am a major Denis Villeneuve fan. And I also am a fan of a lot of the actors in the film. So I was more excited because of that. Um, but for someone who's read the book, like, and who has been waiting for a long time to see it, the adaptation and how it comes to life, did it live up to the hype? Like, would you say you are satisfied? The only thing is that it is only the first half of the book. 
That was so, so surprising. Is... I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl was not aware. Did not know. Um, yeah, I do th- I do think that they, that will surprise people if, if they don't already know. And because of that, they had to, you know, kind of choose an arbitrary point to stop the film, right? In the book, obviously, there's a big fight, kind of climax scene at the end. You, you just anticipate that with a work like this. And we don't get that really in the movie. There is obviously something that happens. There is like a lead up. And it does end in a satisfying way, but it doesn't have that like epic battle ending that you kind of want. And because it's only the first half, it doesn't have obviously all of the events that happen in the second half. And so despite knowing that it was only the first half, I feel like I I, I wanted to see the stuff that happened in the second act. Right. Uh, so that that was the only thing. So it wasn't like satisfying because you you know what is about to come. In in some ways, it feels almost like a like a prequel, like it's setting up for something else that's yet to come. Yeah, I think that's a really great way to put it. And when I watched it, I was as as you just heard, I was so surprised because Timothy Sha- Paul Paul's the one. You just kind of see like an awakening almost, and then that's it. So so the ending is, it's a hopeful and optimistic ending, at least, but it's not a dramatic one. It, in a way, uh, it leaves me wanting more. And I don't know, I don't think it was supposed to be, you know, like how there are lots of cliffhangers at the end of TV series or whatever. I don't think it was meant to be a cliffhanger. It does leave you with a, a similar enough feeling where you do think, oh, I... I, I really want that next part. I really want to know what happens next. So it's satisfying because you have gone through this entire kind of awakening journey with Timothy Chalamet. But at the same time, I don't think that it's it's that cliffhanger disappointment of like, oh, I have to wait another five years because it was satisfying. Because like, were you expecting things to resolve by the end the whole time it's like introducing you to all of these new characters and these power dynamics and then for that not to wrap up really at all by the end I imagine that's that's why you were surprised because it it just kind of open-ended but I think I am the type of film goer I'm okay with these kind of endings and in fact my favorite genre are slice of life films so they never really have endings they always just kind of like end abruptly Mm. so I thought that it was it was good I was cool with it and I guess from my perspective as someone who hasn't read the book for the first 20 minutes I it's not that I didn't have any idea of what was going on but it took a long time for me to get with it and and it's not that it was like a it's a complicated world but b i'm also not a sci-fi futuristic fantasy person so it took me a while to get in buy into the world and i think for a lot of people who also maybe like sci-fi fantasy is not their genre they would feel the same way and a lot of people might not be as patient as i potentially was it was still very entertaining those 20 minutes of trying to figure out what's happening, but it's a bit slow in the start. Actually, with my screening, there was a pre-recorded Q&A afterwards, and Denis Villeneuve did make a point of saying like he was he knew that the world was super complicated and he wanted to make it as accessible as possible to people who hadn't read the book and also to make it exciting for 
those who had read the book. So I did think that he, he did strike the right balance, but definitely it took more than 20 minutes for me. Yeah, that is my worry for people that don't have familiarity with the world, that there is so much terminology that you're encountering for the first time, like the, the different worlds, the different characters, because they're not... I mean, obviously there's like Paul and Jessica, the two main characters who have uh, quote-unquote like English or Western names, but then there's a lot of sort of like sci-fi or otherworldly seeming names and it might be hard to keep track of them. And then there's like terminology that they use to refer to different people. Like Paul has a bunch of different names. I was just worried that it would be difficult to keep track of. I don't think it was the, it was the names necessarily. I think it was just a lot of information right at the start where there's just a lot that you need to kind of like accept and buy in and then move on and then see how it unfolds. But I do think that it mimicked a Shakespearean play or a traditional play where you have a lot of that setup. But I guess it also seems more Shakespearean in a way because it's about succession and mm. it's about like passing on power and war and all of that. So it felt a bit traditional even though it's said in the future. What about the the visuals? Should we talk a little bit about how things looked, like the, the sheer scale of the film? I remember coming out of that film, or even just during the film, I was like, each shot, each minute that I'm witnessing, each second is so expensive. And I was like, I feel, <laughs> I feel in awe that they were able to do all of this stuff for so much money. Because it, it's, it, I just felt like it was so beautiful and it was so beautiful and that made it entertaining in a way. Like even if I didn't understand, I think I would have still just enjoyed it because it was so beautiful. Okay, maybe not. Maybe scratch that, but still. <laughs> Imagine just watching it without any audio, like just to view it. I felt like I could take a screenshot of any part of the film and it would be an amazing still and it could be like mm. my computer background or something like that it was that beautiful some of that cinematography was just like very very close-ups of people's faces and it didn't feel too close somehow you know it felt like intimate and expansive at the same time yeah did you watch the trailer? You didn't watch the trailer before your screening, though, because it hadn't come out, had it? I think there's a lot of trailers, but there was one trailer that came out like a little bit before I saw it that I chose not to watch. But I, I had seen like the first, I think, two trailers. But I do usually like to be surprised somewhat. Well, remember, I watched the trailer before the next film that we're going to talk about. <laughs> and it was a very action-y trailer. So I remember not feeling like I would like it. And maybe because of that lowered mm. expectation, I enjoyed it a lot more. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's almost better sometimes when you have lower expectations going into something. Yeah. The sound and the music reminded me a lot of Tenet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yep. It's very, very cool. And of course, it's like Hans Zimmer, which we both love. That's really interesting that you say that. Because I haven't known, like, I felt the same way as well. I have voiced that to others. But I haven't seen any, I don't know anyone else who's seen it. So haven't been able to <laughs> talk about that. So Hans Zimmer usually does, like, melodic scores in that like they're hummable you can recognize them he doesn't usually do scores that are like just sound yeah. 
you know, like it's, it's a very different kind of score for him. But it reminded me of Tenet in that way because it was very like atmospheric drumming almost yeah. very strange. Like some of those songs, I did listen to it on the soundtrack on Spotify before I saw it. And I was like, this is so weird. Like I would not want to listen to this while I'm doing anything, basically. You know, it's not relaxing in any way, which is usually how I find film music. But it it really, really worked for the film, I thought. I think I should listen to the music because maybe I'll like it. I remember listening to the... I don't know. I listened to the Soul soundtrack and I actually worked oh my God. while listening to it and I actually really enjoyed it. So, Hans Zimmer. I mean, Villeneuve is a huge fan of the books, obviously, but Hans Zimmer also is. And he apparently had wanted to write the music for this film if it ever became a film for a long, long time. He actually turned down Tenet, I think we mentioned this before, in order to actually work on Dune. Um, and there's all of these hilarious articles about his experience actually working on the film because apparently he was driving the musicians, he was driving them nuts because he was just constantly coming up with these weird ideas and wanting to try new things and creating new instruments in order to actually make the soundscape for this score. So I just love that he was so, so invested in this and it was really a work of passion for him. Yeah. Does the book literally go into so much detail of like, these are how the different languages sound, how the world literally looks? Like, I, I'm so curious because it's such a detailed world that that Denis Villeneuve has has built. And so I'm wondering how much of it is reliant on his imagination compared with like perhaps like of just a really, really detailed description in the book. So I don't think there was too much like there was definitely world building. Um, because obviously Frank Herbert like dreamed up this whole world, but I don't remember the like description of places or people being particularly strong. Although on the point of the voice, this is something that will only make sense if you've seen the movie, but there is something called the voice. And that was what I was most interested to see how they would translate it into film. Because it's one thing to read about it, but if you have to actually like make something seem almost magical on screen... How do you do that? Like, it, it, I was just really intrigued to see how they would do that. Overall, I think that there's just lots of interesting stylistic techniques that were applied on the film and that were done so brilliantly. And I think it's just because the world itself is so complicated that there were so many different things that you need to cram in in terms of stylistic choice. So sometimes a film with so many different choices can seem overcrowded or too stylized or too much where things become disjunct. But actually, and this is massive kudos to Denis Villeneuve, his creative team, is that every single part of the film really fit together. Like the actual world, the sound editing, the music, all of it really worked together. On the topic of adaptations, I think that this is a book that would have been so, so rich to adapt. Like, I, I just think it would have been so fun to brainstorm how to portray different creatures and people um, and worlds. It's so otherworldly. It's so like out there and sci-fi and different. I think it would have been so much fun to dream up this adaptation. 
I'm glad that so far it seems like fans are happy with what they did. Although we will see that more if a part two is made. Yeah. After the film, during the Q&A, I think the question was posed that, oh, it was part one. And he did say that initially he wasn't going to do a part one or part two or whatever. It was just going to be a film. But he thought that it was so complicated that he needed to be able to make the film and the story accessible. And so he thought that it was so rich already that he was going to end it and do part one. And he was actually initially going to film all two parts, but actually only part Mm. one's been filmed. He's hopeful that there's part two, but it's surprising to me, or at least when I was listening to the Q&A, it was surprising that he said that part two hasn't actually been financed yet or it hasn't been actually discussed that it's going Mm -hmm. to definitely go ahead so we'll see if it doesn't do well then maybe we won't have a part two it would have been so much better if they had filmed both parts at once just filmed it all as one but i understand that this it wouldn't have been feasible because this is such a big budget production, right? So just due to budget and probably time as well, like I can't imagine how long this took to film, even just things like scouting locations all in, I'm sure to create this world and what we see on screen took like years and years already. So if they had planned to finance part one and part two at the same time and plan everything out like they probably wouldn't have even filmed part one yet like it would have just taken so long to get everything together so I can understand why they didn't but it would have been so much better because then it would be assured that part two was going to be made yeah and how how devastating would that be if it's like part one but then there's no part two I mean this happened with Divergent right like the third book, they split into part one and part two, and they never made part two. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Divergent, but I, f- I really feel for those fans. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, are you? You can tell that this is a passion project. Denis Villeneuve himself said that he he took time to make this film. He didn't want to rush anything. He really liked the book, and he wants to create the film for every single Dune fan out there. It feels like a love letter to the book like it, it does feel like it was so thought through I I just really appreciate that and I think it's genuine when he says that he really tried to do the best that he could for this film mm. uh to wrap up any last thoughts yes go watch Dune maybe it's the last thought go watch <laughs> Dune uh we would love to see a part two and you can be part of the reason that part two gets made if you go watch it in theaters go watch it on the biggest screen you can go see it on IMAX You'll have a great time. Oh, and remember to go to the bathroom right before because it's like three hours. Although it didn't feel over long to me. It, it actually didn't. Yeah, it didn't feel long. So I think even though it sounds long, it's definitely not a really tiring experience. Yeah. Well, in conclusion, I'm. it sounds like we both really enjoyed the movie. Uh, we're so excited that it's coming out today. So definitely go watch it. It's coming out. Go see it. You've been waiting for two years for this movie or if you're us or one year i think we talked about this movie in our december episode last year so it's been a long time coming very exciting and talk to you soon talk to you soon cheryl bye bye